Ladies and gentlemen of the podcast world, this is Case Closed. So for this case, we have an interesting presentation. We have a 15-year-old male who presents with headache. Initially, right off the bat, there are a lot of different things to be thinking about when you think about headache, right? For sure. What else do you want to know when, when you hear headache, Ashley? How I want to know all the normal things. How long has the headache been going on? This headache's been going on for three or four days and is worsening in intensity. Did it come on suddenly? Did it come on gradually? It is gradually and it's been getting worse. And where on your head? Is it your whole head? Is it half your head? Uh, it's generalized kind of all over the head. What about um, nausea or vomiting? Uh, have had some associated nausea vomiting. A couple episodes of non-bloody, non-bilious vomiting. Vision changes, trauma, all these things. Yep, no trauma, didn't, no hits to the head, and no vision changes. This is a weird one, but any dysuria because for whatever reason everyone who has pilo has a headache <laughs> no no urinary complaints. what about uh, photophobia like where the light hurts yes there has yep has been associated photophobia All right um any weakness in the arms or the legs or the face no weakness hmm. fevers any fevers that's a big one yes exactly so that that's definitely one that we want to kind of elucidate a little bit more so had been having um, fevers the couple days previous, but no fever today. That's a little weird. I'm a little, I'm intrigued. Mm -hmm. Okay. What else? You know, I mean, that's pretty good for history, I think. I'd want to do an exam next. Perfect. Let me give you a physical exam. So this physical exam was actually very difficult. Um, the patient was lying in bed with the lights off, uh, eyes closed, and was kind of clenching his teeth um, and his mom was patting his head uh, trying to kind of console him. He would not... How old was this kid? 15. 15. Oh, that's weird. Okay. Yep. So he wouldn't really follow any of my directions for my exam because he just kept turning side to side saying that his head hurt, his head hurt, his head hurt. Any history of migraines before? No previous headache history. Some of this sounds a little migraine-y, right? Like migraines or like these kind of couple days of headaches. Yeah, and, gradual onset, yeah. worsening in intensity. Photophobia, nausea, vomiting. Yeah, that sounds reasonable. The fever, a little weird. But they, these kid, people with migraines can look miserable. I mean, they can be right. miserable. And so that was, I mean, he was tachycardic um, on exam uh, the the neuro exam that I could complete as far as uh, sensation and strength was concerned were normal, but he really would not cooperate for for a complete physical exam. So I kind of thought that I was going down that migraine pathway. So let's talk a little bit about differential for this case um, before we go into what was done. So I would say migraine is definitely possible. I mean, you can have tension headaches and cluster headaches, but it doesn't sound like those things. Tension headaches aren't usually this bad. And those would be all your primary headache types, so... Primary yep. headaches, yeah. Um, things like uh, cluster headache, usually you have, you have to have some sort of autonomic dysfunction, so like eye-watering, nasal-watering, uh, lacrimation, that kind of stuff. Doesn't sound like we have those, so probably not either of those things. I think migraines reasonable although i mean he sounds miserable so uh, i would say migraine but with like some caution because of the fever correct 
Correct. So what else and what other headache things should we be considering? Well, you have some of like the big scary things. I always think big scary. So uh, dural venous thrombosis uh, is one. Oh, yeah. That one usually you have like a little ptosis or some cranial nerve dysfunction with that, and that's when you basically have a, a clot in one of your veins in your in your brain. Uh, what else? Like brain abscess, mass, you know, tumor, uh, brain tumor, like that's now causing mass effect. Um, mm-hmm. Hydrocephalus for whatever reason. Uh, any type of really intracranial pressure, increasing intracranial pressure. And then obviously meningitis. Yeah. Yep. So idiopathic, your favorite one, pseudotumor. So idiopathic uh, intracranial hypertension. But yeah, I mean, you hit the big ones, and then certainly the infectious stuff we talked about. So you know, brain abscess, meningitis, encephalitis. Um, those are certainly things that we want to keep on our differential. What would you, given his presentation, uh, what would your initial workup be? And then I'll I'll tell you what I did. You know, it's always it's always a little hard on these because a lot of these come down to like gestalt that comes from staring at the person. I got to be honest. Listening to what you have to say is. I probably would scan it, which I don't love scanning a 15-year-old, so I take that kind it's of... It's not unreasonable. ...close. But I think I'd probably get a CT scan. I'd get I'd get some basic labs for whatever later. Give them some fluids. I'd give them some Reglan or, you know, Proclair, whatever you got, Compazine, whatever is your, you know, cocktail of choice. And then I'd kind of see where we land after that. Is he better? Is he not better? Et cetera. LP or no LP based on right I, now? I think we're probably going to end up in an LP, but... You know, if all of a sudden he's better. Yeah, so interestingly, um, I basically went down the same exact pathway. I was like, I wasn't 100% convinced um, on this fever. Uh, So there was some more history that he was seen at an outside hospital uh, the night prior and got a uh, full workup, um, including blood cultures, and while I'm talking to uh, the patient and working him up, the outside hospital calls and gives me the blood culture results. Well, isn't that handy? Right. So we'll <laughs> save that for a second okay. because basically I had started I had started with some lab work fluids and some medication for headache. Once he settled down a little bit with the medication for headache, I went back in to kind of relook at my exam. And when I went to range his neck, if you just picture what you think uh, meningitis looks like. I went to flex his neck and his entire body came up out of the bed with his neck. There was no flexion whatsoever. I literally picked him up out of the bed and he would not flex his neck whatsoever. Well, now I would help so you. So at that point, absolutely. And conveniently, when the nurse rechecked his vitals, his temp was 101. So uh, our... Yes, our pathway was decided at that point. So um, he had a white count of 26,000. I LP'd him with uh, actually purulent fluid uh, came out. Uh, I had never seen that before either. And his blood cultures, what do you think they were positive for? Uh, I don't know, something something bad like uh, strep pneumo or meningococcemia or something like that? Exactly, strep pneumo. And he was vaccinated. Uh, and we saw a couple breakthrough cases, uh, over the summer of strep pneumomeningitis in vaccinated teenagers. So that was kind of interesting. So the diagnosis, uh, in this patient for his headache was meningitis, 
caused by strep pneumo. So he got his broad spectrum antibiotics uh, and he was admitted to the ICU because that's where all of our meningitis patients go for close monitoring. And he actually did really well. So, but that was uh, very interesting kind of how it all played out and really hones into the make sure you go back and look at your patient after you've done something to make sure that you're on the right pathway because if what you're doing isn't changing it then you're probably on the wrong pathway that is so true david yeah so from a board standpoint um we just covered meningitis this month on our brain infections so make sure you listen to that um but this really just kind of fun hones in on making sure that you're keeping in mind fever and headache, looking for that intracranial infection um, and what you have to do. Kind of another side note is, so he had a, once his headache got a little bit better, I did find that neck finding, but his sensation and motor were intact and cranial nerves were intact. So I did not CT him before I LP'd him. Uh, and then I got a little bit puckered uh, after that, and then everything was fine. <laughs> yeah, you have to be careful about that. <laughs> but we we do a touch on that. But really, if there's no focality to your neuro to your neuro exam or signs of increased intracranial pressure, you don't have to to CT. But that is a board the board question is CT before LP. I do just want to say the elephant in the room, which is my little nine-month-old who's crawling around the floor at my feet so those little coos that are so cute and I figure all the pediatricians won't care too much that's her so sorry it is what it is I'm trying mom and work and craziness is hard that's all I have to say and I need to teach her to say case closed so next time she can say case closed (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's exactly right all right we'll see you all next time